I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about past tragedies impacting the present. Yes, we are indeed. Um, this is going to be a really important video for a lot of you guys. And it's probably something you haven't even been aware of in your relationship. But many times, families have past tragedies. Death is a part of life. Yeah. And so death impacts all families. Right. Right? And there have been obviously many people in your ex's past that have passed away or in your own family. Sometimes, unfortunately, things like that can happen too soon when somebody's really young. Yeah, that's right. Some kind of trauma. And that's the hardest part. Where you lose someone who's young. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this today because many of you guys may not even realize how a past tragedy has really caused a problem in your relationship. Right. So thank you for listening to another one of Coach Margaret's Obscure Titles. Um, but I'm hearing a lot about family tragedy. Not because that's what people are calling me about, but because it comes up as an issue in whatever relationship problem they may be having. Um, I've heard about several car accidents in which a parent was killed. All right. Now this is very tragic. This is a young person who shouldn't have died at this, at this time. It comes as a total shock and it disrupts everybody's life totally. Yeah. Um, you know, accidents come out of the blue. And sometimes I've heard from children or even grandchildren of the deceased person um, who has never had a chance to process or deal with this issue. And in the midst of a breakup, and remember that every loss brings back every other loss, in the midst of processing a breakup, this loss can come up again. Um, everyone tells me that the loss or the death or the tragedy was never, ever addressed out loud in the family. Say that again, because uh, that's I, I, big. I, it, it, yeah. The death, the tragedy, was never, ever addressed out loud in the family. Okay? That's It's hard to believe, almost. Incredible. But it does happen. Yeah. Um, and that no one ever asked them, as children, at the time, how they were doing with this. I've heard of a situation where the mother passed away and the father never discussed it. Right. Can you imagine? I can't, but I've heard it numerous times, so unfortunately I think we do have to imagine. Yeah, I can't remember that whole situation, but I remember, oh, when you said that, it triggered that for me. Yeah. When I have asked why they think their family chose 
not to talk about this, the answer is always they didn't want anybody to get upset. Well, in reality, it's too late. This horrible thing has happened and everyone's upset. Okay? Yeah. I guess it translates into I didn't want to see anybody upset or none of us could handle it if anybody cries. But that's not helpful. I know people do it to be helpful because they don't want anyone to be sad or be in pain. But it doesn't work over the long haul and it will come back to bite you. So my response to that is EGADS. Everybody's all already upset and would feel a whole lot better if they were able to talk about it and cry about it together yeah. or do whatever else they needed to do. It's sort of like we can hang together or we can hang separately. And this is we can grieve together or we can grieve separately. And if you have a family, the healthier thing to do is to grieve together. Okay? Like in the death of a father, and that's several of the ones that I've heard, um, the mother's life is disrupted, mother's sad, the children are sad, and it would be very helpful if mother could role model that it's okay to be sad, that it's okay to cry, it's okay to talk about it, and these are some of the feelings you can expect to have. I think that would make it le much less confusing and difficult for children. Um, but we're not all taught the words for emotion, unfortunately. So in the survivors of these terrible losses, one or two generations later, the result of not talking about the death or the tragedy has resulted in a suspicion about talking about real emotion, a suspicion or an inability to talk about emotion, because that's what's been role modeled. It's not a good idea, or we would have done it, um, and it's not going to help you. So you don't want to model that for your kids. Certainly. Um, you got to talk about things. You have to. That's how we process and that's, that's how we right. feel better. That's right. It's very important for kids and everyone else to remember that death happens. When it does, everybody's sad. And there are predictable things that happen. Yeah. Uh, reduced to its lowest terms, people talk about it, have different feelings about it, and eventually recover from it. Nothing, including death, is too horrible to talk about and no emotion is too horrible to experience, including grief, okay? Grieving does not mean that one is weak. And there's a stiff upper lip, um, keep your, your tragedies to yourself attitude, inherent, I think, in the American character. Yep, Okay. I agree. Um, in other words, to be sad, particularly for men, Men are told not to have emotions, and if they do, they better not have any of those soft ones. Grieving does not mean one is weak. It takes courage to grieve. In fact, there's a book entitled The Courage to Grieve. Okay? So, men, it's okay for you to be sad, too. All right? In one of the instances I'm talking about, the college-age young man I talked with was tearful as he began to share this because he had never been able to talk about it before. Yeah. He had already thought about getting therapy and appeared to be very willing to do whatever he needed to do to resolve the unresolved. Apparently his father was a great guy and role model whom nobody would tell him about. Why? He had uncles um, who gave him special attention when he was growing up and he thinks in retrospect they were trying to help him because he didn't have a dad but no one would talk about dad 
um, because it's so he, awful. It is awful, and I'm sure no one wanted to see him cry. No one wanted him to be sad. You can't prevent it. Um, you can refuse to talk about it, but it will give you some kind of emotional heartburn at some point. Um, but yes, if he could have talked about his dad, it would have been wonderful for him. You want to see a wonderful example of grief is the Irwins have come back onto TV. Um, you know, Steve Irwin, the animal guy? Yeah. And now the, the mother and the children are back on TV. And they talk about keeping Steve alive, that they, the kids watch the videos of him all of their lives. They talked about the death. They've talked about the death on the TV. That is absolutely the way to do it. What a tragedy that was. Oh, right? oh what a tragedy that was, yes. In another instance, someone I talked with was concerned about her boyfriend, who seemed to be quite avoidant in general, but became even more avoidant at a particular time of year. There had been a terrible tragedy in his family, and I suggested to the caller that perhaps his family tragedy occurred around the time each year when he would withdraw from her. Sure enough, when she checked with him, it was during the period of time when he would usually pull away from her, mm -hmm. um, which made a huge difference for her to understand um, because she didn't think he stopped loving her once a year anymore, okay? And I hope out of that um, that he is able to at least talk a little bit about what happened to him. He had at least been able to let her know that that tragedy happened. He had gotten that far. But once you've been given the message that you can't talk about something, you don't think it's okay to bring it up in casual conversation. Not that it would be casual conversation. And this woman would be quite sympathetic and supportive, I'm guessing. Families that handle things by not talking about them are certainly not alone because there are numerous examples among the famous. Uh, the Kennedy family, the J.F. Kennedy, Hyannisport Kennedys. The oldest son in that family who was named Joe mm -hmm. was origi originally the one who was going to run for president. But he ended up going on a very dangerous mission in World War II and was killed. And the story has been told that the family was at home at the time the telegram came and we realized another time when we talked about telegrams no one knows what we're talking about. In the days before we had all this electronic communication there was a thing called telegrams and they were transmitted around the world by cable originally and then and I think by cable originally and it would come into a Western Union office, the message would, and then a little man with a nice uniform and a hat would show up at your door with a written message for you. So the Kennedys were at home one afternoon, and the Western Union guy showed up at the door, and in wartime, he's the last person you want to see because you're, you were afraid that you were going to be told someone had passed away. Yeah. So they were all told on the spot, um, that Joe had been killed in this noble mission he had done, but that there would be no grieving, mourning, or shows of emotion at the upcoming funeral or in general. Wow. Okay. And who decided that? Joe Kennedy Sr. Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. is How did he decide that if he was already deceased? No, no, no. Uh, oh, there was Joseph Kennedy Sr. This was Joseph Kennedy Jr. Oh, okay. So Joseph Kennedy Sr., the family patriarch, made that decision. 
there would be no emotion um, of any kind. They would simply go on with their lives as if nothing had happened. Wow. Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. It just doesn't work. Um, and why we thought, why we were taught we had to, I don't understand. Um, it's not that the grief goes away, it just goes underground. No. Now, the British princes. Oh, yeah. William was, and Harry. I was actually thinking that when you yes. already said it. Um, recently um, have talked about how horrible it was for them when their mother, Diana, was killed. They were told that they had to keep a stiff upper lip, a British expression, and that there would be no signs of mourning or grieving for them. And I remember watching the caisson when they buried Diana and the look on their faces, and they were still kids at the time, the looks on their faces were painful. But recently, it occurred to them that this had been a terrible problem for them, that it had always been a problem for them, and they, thought they sought therapy. And I remember seeing William's wife just dissolved at what he had been through. Okay? I can't imagine I can't what it would be like to, to live in a house or with a family that wouldn't grieve something like that. Right? I just can't even imagine. I mean, I you, would, imagine. you would have to be like dissociating from your own internal state. Yeah. Now, I mean, wouldn't you say to a child, this is hard for everybody and the grown-ups are going to do the best they can to handle it, but we're all going to feel sad. We're all going to cry. We're all going to talk about grandma or whoever it is for a long time and it's okay and sometimes you might feel um, you know sad and sometimes you might feel okay and you know what kids do when they're not allowed to talk about something do you know what kids do when that when they're not allowed to talk about something yeah. stomach aches headaches I can't go to school mm. um, stomach aches and headaches within minutes and some of the grown-ups will do that too I was, while you were talking, I kind of drifted for a second because I was thinking about when, when I was really little, and I don't remember, I'm guessing maybe five-ish, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit older, my stepdad's mom died, and I remember, like, him sitting in the chair and, like, maybe kind of being, like, a, you know, expressionless mm -hmm. over it, and just, you know, and, and she loved me, like, she just was oh, so good she? to me, yes. Yeah. And, and um, I think I came back from my dad's and I found out. And so I remember like climbing in his lap and like, you know, not understanding really what was going on, but they didn't allow me to go to the funeral. Oh, and you, you and, understood quite well what was going and on. And I was so close to her that it was just like oh. confusing. Like, oh, you're a poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just you can like... Tell you, for, you can say firsthand how confusing. And you certainly understood what had happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember how old I was, <laughs> but I definitely was younger. And yeah. that tragedy was just like... I mean, not, maybe not a tragedy because she was older. But still. But, it's a you know, tragedy personally. It's your mother. Yeah. yeah so um, just that impact of like right. him not... Re I don't remember really talking about it, but not being able to go and probably I'm sure at the time feeling like, well, why don't I get to go with everybody else? Well, we don't want you to see a body, and we don't want you to see everybody sad. You need to see a body and see everybody sad. That's just because how life is. And if the parents are going to support you, it's just fine. Yeah. Five, five would probably be the cutoff, but where you understood fully what was going on, you would have felt better if you'd gone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and people don't do this out of a wish to be mean. They want to protect people yeah. from grief, but you can't. And I have one more story, and this is somebody I know personally. Um, she lost her mother when she was four. Um, shortly after that, her father died as well. Could you imagine losing your mother at four? No. I mean, that's just horrible. And she was watching her hang clothes on the clothesline, and mom had a stroke and collapsed. Oh, jeez. Um, Shortly after, her father died as well, but not before he married her stepmother, okay? Her older brothers, of whom there were three, were sent to boys' homes, and she was sent to a relative. Wow. The entire... So mom dies and her whole world falls apart. whole world falls apart. Then... She must the hate father, doing laundry. Oh, yeah. The father remarries, and she actually ends up with the stepmother, but in the meantime... The boys were put in various homes, and she was sent to a relative. So the entire family was separated, right. Over the next couple of years, relatives gave her a yellow umbrella and a Davy Crockett album, which probably means nothing to anybody who's listening today. But way back in the fourth century there, Davy Crockett was extremely popular, and you could buy a whole album of his 78s. And she said she liked the umbrella and she liked David Crockett just fine, but it would have, and they gave her the stuff because she looked sad. No one talked to her, however. No one explained to her what had happened. No one acknowledged how difficult this must have been for her. Not one single word was ever said to her, and no one explained anything to her. She grew up to be a very functional adult. I'll never know how. <laughs> I don't know yeah, how she did it. I mean, I don't Good either. That's crazy. Uh, but this is extreme stuff. But you can't do it. You just can't do it. Um, and why we think we can or we should um, is beyond me. And I guess it's kind of the idea is you don't let anybody know when you're weak or hurting because they might take advantage of you. Not necessarily. Everybody experiences death. There's no way getting around it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just wanted to let you know that it's coming up around relationships. And I think overall the message is that if you're told never to talk about something as profound as that, you sort of learn that it's not a good idea to talk about emotions at all. And it's very difficult to have an intimate relationship if you can't really share how you feel. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot to think about. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Hopefully it was helpful to you. And, um, of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. We I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. And I'm very knowledgeable about grief. If you have an issue with that, I'm going to tell you a little aside. The, I'm from Boston where tons of the Irish live. And they call the obituary column in Boston the Irish sports page. So I'll leave you with a little humor. So click on Margaret on the top of the web page to sign up with her. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.